The information contained on the Real Health Podcast and the resources mentioned are for educational purposes only. They are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical or health advice. The information contained on this podcast is not a substitute for medical or health advice from a professional who is aware of the facts and circumstances of your individual situation. Information provided by hosts and guests on the Real Health Podcast or the use of any products or services mentioned does not create a practitioner-patient relationship between you and any persons affiliated with this podcast. This is the Real Health Podcast brought to you by Reardon Clinic. Our mission is to bring you the latest information and top experts in functional and integrative medicine to help you make informed decisions on your path to real health. So welcome everyone. This is Dr. Ron Henninghockey and this is our Real Health Podcast. And I'm speaking to you from uh, Oberlin Park. And our guest is Dr. Stacy Dunn and she's at the Reardon Clinic in Wichita, Kansas. And welcome Dr. Dunn. What's funny though, is that you're gonna be here in Oberlin Park when you, you start working and I'm gonna be back in Wichita, but. Today, we're, our, our uh, location site is switched, but we're very happy to hear that you are going to be joining in us as uh, our new integrative oncology doctor. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So I know our audience is very interested in, uh, in you and your background. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's, first of all, I think it's important for everyone to kind of maybe understand what is an integrative oncologist, just from your perspective, what's, what's unique about that compared to most oncologists? So in integrative oncology, we're working with conventional oncologists to help support the patient through all phases of treatment. And so um, as they're undergoing treatment, um, following treatment, and then to help prevent any um, likelihood of recurrence in, in the future. And so we're, we're supporting the patient through these phases and helping to keep them as healthy and strong as possible throughout treatment, helping to increase the efficacy of their treatments, helping to diminish side effects from treatments, um, and then ultimately, hopefully giving them a, a better chance overall of, of, um, of a great prognosis, yeah. Okay, so how did your path in integrative oncology, I guess it's, you've been an integrative oncologist for over 20 years now? Mm -hmm. I have, yes. So, so how, how did, did you get into this? And, uh, and I should say to our viewers, you are a, a former Jayhawk, right? <laughs> I am. And so uh, <laughs> how, did, how did you this land you back here in Kansas again? Mm -hmm. So I became interested in integrative oncology when I was in naturopathic medical school. Um, I took some um, specialized shifts in an integrative oncology, and it combined um, not just naturopathic medicine, but also classical Chinese medicine. Medicine, which is also one of my uh, one of my degrees, and um, and then when I graduated, um, I wasn't sure that that was necessarily what I was going to specialize in. Um, but when I opened my practice in Dallas, Texas, that was my first clinic. Um, that was primarily who came to see me. I saw a lot of a lot of cancer patients, and um, if you help one cancer patient, they tell their physician and they tell other cancer patients. And, and then that just starts to, to uh, 
increase the, the, the number of, of cancer patients I was seeing. Um, and I, I just loved it. I, I feel like it's really helpful and it's really meaningful work. And I, I, I love working with cancer patients. From that point, I, I decided I really needed to learn more. I was on my own in, in Dallas, Texas, and uh, really wanted to immerse myself in, in the oncology field. And I applied for a position at Cancer Treatment Centers of America in Philadelphia. And um, I got that position and I worked with the chief of oncology there at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And it was a wonderful learning experience. And, and that's actually where I met Dr. Kirsten West, um, who was the other provider here. Mm -hmm. What is it that you think about natural medicine, nat uh, naturopathic medicine that cancer patients are drawn to? Because it's there is something about the need for cancer patients to look for root causes right. and to get someone who's kind of supporting them in their effort to uh, improve their basic underlying health. How does, how does being a naturopath facilitate that? I think, well, we, we look at the whole person and, and, and um, you know, the, the oncologist is focused just on the cancer, which is fine. That's what they need to be. But there, there's more <laughs> to the person than, than just a, the cancer. And so we look to support the, the patient's overall physical health, mental health, um, looking at, you know, just general well-being. Um, and then, yes, I think, you know, we all want to know what's, you know, what causative factors may have played into getting cancer in the first place. And so we, you know, look at a number of um, what we would call the, the terrain, looking at a healthy terrain and, 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 and looking at factors that may, you know, some inflammatory uh, markers and, and, and other factors that may play into, you know, supporting cancer growth. So cancer patients are usually pretty complex. There's a lot going on in terms of their their traditional care, and uh, the approach used by integrative oncology, looking at the terrains. Uh, what would you say is the most important terrain that you work with with patients? And I know there's ten, mm -hmm. but what which one kind of shows up the most, or or what are the most common ones. Do you mean as specific markers that we're evaluating? Oh boy. Or, or uh, like a lot of people say, you know, it was a stress that right. kind of triggered my cancer. I or see. some people will say, no, I was eating a lousy diet. Yeah. Other people, it's my family history or the place that I grew up. It was yeah. bad. Is there any kind of like pattern that you typically see or is it just all I, over the board? I think it's all over the board. And I, I do love to sit down with patients and really hear their stories and, and listen to their, their backgrounds. And I think that that does give you um, guidance on 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 which factors could be at play for them, and 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 then running labs that would be appropriate to to evaluate that. Um, I don't see one. Th I can't say that diet is the root cause for most patients, or that toxicity is the root cause for most patients. So you know, I think infl inflammation definitely plays you know a role. I think stress plays a role. I do think diet plays a role. All of these things absolutely contribute, um, but I, I don't think there's one you know, root cause that, you know, that is um, across the board, uh, yeah, persistent. I think one of the opportunities you bring to cancer patients, I know in the past, 
there was a kind of a divide between conventional oncology mm-hmm. and and natural approach to mm-hmm. cancer. It was like there were two separate worlds. Right. Do you see integrative oncology literally integrating those two worlds where, where people can feel like they're, they're working better with their oncologist and with natural approaches to to healing their their cancer absolutely i think that's ideal i you know i think taking the best from 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 both worlds is is gives everyone the best chance for for uh survival and and yeah long you know uh long-term survival um Yes, but I, I, you know, that's who I, I was re- most recently working in Oregon, and we worked very closely with our medical oncology team there. They they referred us uh, many patients and and appreciated the work we were doing to help support patients throughout treatment. You can more or less serve as a bridge between the two, mm-hmm. uh, I guess you'd say, paradigms of care, right? And and helping people to to. Uh, able to join forces rather than feeling like one side is against the other. Absolutely. People shouldn't have to choose, right? They, and they work so beautifully together. It, it works best together. Yes. Kind of, can you give me an example of how, how let's say, uh, if you've got a patient with colon cancer and they're, they're talking about doing surgery, uh, mm-hmm. how would you work with that patient in a way that would help bridge the gap uh, uh, in terms of, you know, the natural approach yeah. com- compared to the surgical and uh, oncologic approach. Sure. So there's a number of things that we can do to help prepare them for surgery. So they oh. heal more quickly um, from surgery. So that's where I would start. And then once once the surgery is, is complete, then I would work on helping, depending on what their treatment plan is, if they have other, other treatments um, down the road, conventionally speaking, then we would we would support those. But if not, then I would work to really clean up the diet and work on some of those underlying um, issues, sleep and stress and, and, and nutrition to, to help prevent recurrence down the road. There's a lot more to this conversation and it's coming up right after a quick break. Today's episode of The Real Health Podcast is brought to you by the Reardon Clinic Nutrient Store. The Nutrient Store is your resource for the highest quality nutritional supplements. Every supplement in the store is handpicked by the expert medical staff at Reardon Clinic, providing you with the best quality, purity, consistency, and effective dosing available. Visit store.reardonclinic.org to shop online. So, uh, has has this has this changed your perspective on the ability of cancer patients to get well? I mean, you know, that's, I think a lot of cancer patients feel when they get a cancer diagnosis, they're more or less doomed. I'm obviously they're hoping for the best, but what kind of, uh, what kind of uh, advantages do you see by being uh, by for a cancer patient to to have a good integrative oncologist working with them. Right. I mean, I think we do see better outcomes. I think we see people living longer than what they were predicted to live. I think that we see um, less recurrence. I think you know. I I think that we do see 
Um, I, it, we definitely see that clinically. There are just a handful of studies, I think, looking at integrative oncology as a whole and pairing it, you know, with conventional treatments and 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 those outcomes. We need we need more data. Um, but I, I know from what I see and and what my colleagues see, um, we see um, it, it better outcomes. What what qualifies you to be a Fabno mm -hmm. integrative oncologist? What are the what are these the educational steps that are required, mm -hmm. just so that our audience knows about that. Yeah, so you sit for a, a, a board exam and you have to have at least five years of experience in integrative oncology to, to sit for that exam um, to, to earn the additional uh, board certification. Okay. In your thinking, having been in this field for 20, 22, 24 years, something like that, um, what would you personally do to reduce your own risk of cancer? Mm -hmm. I mean, of the different things that are out there, what are some of the things you think would be the best thing for just the average person to start now before you before you're ever diagnosed with cancer? Right. What could you do to prevent your own cancer? Yeah, um, I mean, I think it kind of basic lifestyle, the, the things that we do day in, day out affect our health the most. And so eating well most of the time, exercising most of the time, eating a lot of vegetables, sleeping well most of the time, um, dealing with your stress. I mean, we're all exposed to stress, but how are we, how are we, um, how are we dealing with that? And what, what, what tools are we utilizing to help reduce stress and those stress hormones? Um, so that's, I mean, that's, what I would recommend, and that's what I I do myself. Yeah. One of my favorite books is a book called Anti Cancer, and it's a, it's it comes out of MD Anderson, and and one of the things that he emphasizes is that our connectivity mm -hmm. with our our family, our friends, our uh, our coworkers, uh, which I obviously it reduces stress, but uh, having that connectivity can actually help reduce your risk of getting cancer and improve your outcomes mm -hmm. if you do have cancer. And at the Reardon Clinic, we emphasize the doctor-patient relationship as co-learners. Yes. And so, how does that strike you as uh, in your in your background? How does co-learning mean something special to you? I, I love that term, and it's not something I've utilized, you know, in the past. But it, it definitely describes my relationship with patients, and I learn from them every day and every appointment. Um, and and like I said, I, I love establishing that relationship. I love learning about my patients and their stories, and and it's important to know that it's important um, as I develop a treatment plan for for them to to really get to know them well. I would think that your background in acupuncture would also be mm. another dimension that we have not had the advantage of having at Reardon Clinic that will uh, enhance your ability to work with pain, uh, to improve uh, circulation. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't. Are there other fa facets 
that uh, acupuncture can bring to uh, a cancer patient. Right. So it does help to alleviate so many side effects. And as you mentioned, pain and, and it helps with insomnia. Hot flashes are common during breast cancer or prostate cancer treatment. Um, super helpful for that. Um, it, things like even xerostomia or dry mouth that, that patients get after radiation to the head and neck incredibly helpful. It's one of the few tools I've actually seen work for that. Um, so definitely symptom management. But then I think just overall balance and, you know, and, mm. and helping, um, you know, modulate those stress hormones and, and, and balancing, you know, the, the, uh, uh, you know, in classical Chinese medicine, we look at the body differently and it, it, we look at it as a terrain. And so we, part of the diagnostics is feeling the pulse and looking at the tongue and then listening to the, the symptom picture as well. Um, but that, that paints a picture and we, you know, if there's a little bit too much dampness, then we want to reduce that dampness. If there's, you know, blood stagnation, then we want to move the blood. And so there are things that we can see that I think, you know, would be underlying contributors for, for disease as well. Mm -hmm. Sure. Dr. Reardon was a past president of the American Holistic Medical Association. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes with cancer, you get so fixated on treating the cancer that you forget that there is a whole person behind that cancer that needs treatment as Absolutely. well. And that, that that's part of the terrain approach, the metabolic approach is to take care of the whole person and not just the tumor. Absolutely. So uh, have you seen good results? Kind of uh, what, what have you noticed with your patients as a mm -hmm. result of doing this whole person uh, therapy? Do you mean with acupuncture or do you mean with all of it? Yeah. All, all well, of the above. Yeah. I mean, as I said, I think people, one, they feel better. They feel better. Right. And I think that there is a night and day difference um, and you know, with people that are, are using these supportive therapies and people that aren't. They feel better. Um, and then, as I mentioned you know, earlier, you, you generally see better outcomes or better, you know, what whatever prognosis they were given, you know, two years, three years, you know, that, that you see people outlive that defined um, date that they were, they were given. Yeah, I can see our patients, they're better engaged in the disease. And I hate to use the term fighting. Yes, we are fighting a disease. But on the other hand, I think it's a healing process. Mm -hmm. But if you can get all of your faculties involved mm -hmm. and get a sense that you have a, a really good support team, a complete support team, I think you're going to see better outcomes Absolutely. with cancer patients. I agree. I agree. Okay. Well, we are thrilled at the Reardon Clinic that you are joining us. And I know we have many, many patients who are looking forward to working with you. And I just want to say personally, thank you very much for choosing us to, and coming back to Kansas. I know you're a native <laughs> Oklahoman, but, yeah. uh, we're not too far from there That's either. Right. So, <laughs> thank so you thank so you, much. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm thrilled. Yes. We are so glad to have you come on board. So thank, thank you. you very much for being on our program. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Real Health Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find all of the episodes and show notes over at realhealthpodcast.org. Also, be sure to visit reardonclinic.org where you will find hundreds of videos and articles to help you create your own version of real health.